In this podcast, I'm going to list seven habits that keep men weak and stop them from fulfilling their true potential. That mind matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My name's James and thank you so much for checking out my podcast. I've struggled with my mental health on and off since my teens with intrusive thoughts and depression, but I have found through the creative outlet of podcasting and learning the ukulele and creating parody songs has really helped me to overcome it. I've created this podcast with a view to hopefully creating a community to support men, specifically dads, and specifically dads who may struggle with their mental health. Masculinity seems to be a bit of a dirty word these days, and you have to work quite hard to cut through the noise. There are lots of bad habits that can keep you weak and can stop you tapping into your strength. And here are the seven that I've had experience with in the past. Bad habit number one, looking down on people. The only time you should ever be looking down on people is when you're trying to help them up. Strong and powerful men don't have the time or the patience or the interest for gossip and looking down on people and talking behind people's backs. It's human nature. There are going to be times when there are people you work with or that you train with or that you interact with who you don't get on with. You always have a choice in the moment to either join in with the gossip and give you a five pence worth or to not say anything. You might be surprised if even for one day, every time you think of something negative you could say, you stop yourself and you don't say it. You might be surprised how after a day, a week, a month, how your whole perspective comes a lot more positive than negative. When it comes to gossip, there's always three sides to a story, your story, their story, and the truth. It's very easy to get bogged down into the gossip. People love drama, especially if it's a particularly boring day at work. There's nothing better than having a good gossip. But if you can try and distance yourself from that, especially if the person isn't there to defend themselves, that's a really good habit to break. If you become someone who gets a reputation for being a supportive, guiding, positive person, then you're going to attract those things in your life. In the same way, if you're a person who has a reputation for being negative, gossipy, looking down on people, well, that's unfortunately what you're going to also attract in your life. Bad habit number two. This second bad habit that keeps men weak is failing to take responsibility. There's nothing worse than hearing someone blaming their misfortune on someone else for something they didn't do but could have done. Certainly as a dad, you've got a great opportunity to take real pride in your responsibilities. Your responsibility as a provider, your responsibility as a role model, your responsibility is supportive and loving partner. That's enough. If that's all you do in your life, then that's a good life lived. Instead of blaming people or situations or circumstances or a lack of resources for not being where you want to be and having more of a it is what it is attitude, your life's going to be much more positive and full of gratitude. I can't remember who said it. I don't think it was Aunt May in Spider-Man 2, but I think there is one that's similar. The price of greatness is responsibility. If you want to be great and achieve great things in your life and live a big life, an extraordinary life, then that will come with responsibilities. If you want to be the head of the family, well, that comes with responsibilities. If you want to be the boss, that comes with responsibilities. Me creating a podcast with a view to support other men, that comes with responsibilities. It's my responsibility to blaze a trail for future generations of men who may struggle with their mental health. We all have to live, and how you live is up to you. And actually, living small doesn't mean that your life is safer or easier or less stressful. If anything, it's the other way around. Instead of trying to hide from responsibility, run towards it. Become someone that people can rely on. Be a man that your children can look up to. Be a man that your wife can rely on. Be that man that other men can rely on. That's where the greatness lies. 
by taking on responsibilities, by putting your hand up and being counted, not in living small. The third bad habit that is keeping men weak is running from failure. There really isn't such a thing as failure, just your perception. Sometimes you try something and you don't get the result you want. Well, that's not a failure. That's just not the result you wanted. And if you want to live an amazing life, well, unfortunately, you're going to have to fail a lot. You're going to get lots of results that you don't want. I've been training Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu since 2016. And I would say still now, nine times out of 10, I get tapped. I get beaten by younger men, by lower belts. And it never feels good because I do have an ego. And quite often I'll go to a training session and I'll think, I don't really want to roll with that blue belt because he's a belt lower than me and he's probably going to beat me. Well, so what? Running for failure is as much about managing your ego. If you can manage your ego and say, well, it doesn't matter. As long as I'm doing better today than I did yesterday, well, that's all you can do. Comparing yourself to other people and saying, oh, well, I'm failing because I'm not him and I'm not doing that and I'm not earning that. It's ridiculous. You can only do what you can with the resources you have. If the one constant thing is that you're turning up and trying your best when you turn up, that's enough. But not going for jobs because you're worried about not getting them, not asking women out because you're worried about getting shot down, that's basically your ego winning. And like anything, the more you put yourself in positions where potentially you could fail or it could be difficult, the better you'll get at it. You'll become desensitized to it and you'll stop seeing it as failure and start seeing it as just a different result. The next time you're thinking about giving up on something, Try and think about how you would explain that to a 10-year-old version of yourself, how you would justify that. I do a lot of open water swimming. I do it for exercise, but I do it largely for my mental health. And in December, when the air temperature is 5 and the water temperature is 11, I do not want to get in and do what I've said to myself that I would do, swim 100 strokes one way and 100 strokes back. But I know that if I do it, on the other side of having done it, I'll feel really proud of myself. And also, I'll get an amazing rush of endorphins, which is addictive. And doing difficult things and overcoming difficult things becomes addictive. And that's an addiction you want challenging yourself, taking risks, doing difficult things, and sometimes not getting the result you want, but keep turning up and keep doing it and keep failing, if that's what you want to call it, because you will get the results you want. If you can change your if I succeed to when I succeed, that's when your life starts to look a bit different. And think of all the best films in the world. The best films in the world are the films where the lead actor or the hero has the most adversity and fails the most times to only succeed at the end. If I turned up at my first ever lesson in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and got given a black belt, it'd be hollow. The reason a black belt in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is so revered and respected is because anyone who does it knows how many beatings that person has had to get there. It's probably taken you somewhere between 10 and 15 years. You've probably had your ass kicked 80% of that time but you're still here. You failed to give in. You kept turning up. It's that famous saying, a black belt is just a white belt that didn't give up. You want to be that guy. You want to be that guy that models that for his children. But when your children are older, or even now when they're thinking, when they're in a tough position and they naturally probably think, well, what would mum or dad do? They want to go, well, dad would just stick it out. Dad would just put a positive spin on it, roll his sleeves up and get on with it. You want to be that guy. And if you can't do it for yourself, do it for your children. Your children need you to be that guy. The older I get, the more I see that actually succeeding is just about staying in the game long enough, just turning up enough, just turning up to training, just doing enough repetitions, writing another draft of that book, doing another take of that parody song. Just keep going and don't get tired by the journey. Make sure you celebrate the little wins along the way. 
It's making your story more interesting. The more hurdles and adversity and challenges that you're facing, it's just going to make your story more interesting and more valuable to anyone who hears it, especially your children. It's a weak man who blames his failure on the strength of others. I didn't say that. I wish I had. It's very wise. I didn't win that race because he's younger than me. He's got better trainers than me. I've been busy. I was tired. I didn't have time to train. All excuses. They may be good excuses, but they're still excuses. Don't give yourself let out. Be your own taskmaster. Celebrate your wins, but make them difficult to achieve. Because then when you do get a well-earned win, you'll feel amazing. But you have to put in the graft. And a lot of success is about honesty. About looking in the mirror and going, yeah, I didn't get what I wanted because I didn't put the work in. I didn't deserve it. I got a 50% result because I put in 50%. It's that simple. Bad habit number four, submitting to restrictions you put on yourself. By this, I mean, don't let your age or your situation be the reason that you don't do something. And this is something I, I need to do. I could totally enter one Brazilian jiu-jitsu competition every year, and I don't, probably from fear of failing at it. But I could do it. And I imagine the first few would be not great. I'd probably get beaten a lot. And I suppose the narrative I'm using as a defense is, well, I'm 46 and I've got three kids, so I'm busy. And, you know, it's a young man's sport competing in jiu-jitsu tournaments. Okay, well, that's just a narrative that suits your behavior. It's not true. Bad habit number five that keeps men weak is bad body language. There are some unwritten rules when it comes to body language. Never shake a man's hand sitting down. Always stand up and shake someone's hand. And when you shake their hand, shake it firmly and look them in the eye. I'm pretty sure the best things in life are free. Sleep is free and it's one of the best things for your body. Cold water is free and it's one of the best things for your body. Having good manners is free and it will get you in all sorts of situations and opportunities and open all sorts of doors that will remain firmly shut for people with bad manners. If two people with the same qualifications, the same age, the same resources are interviewed, the one with the better manners is probably going to get that job. And without wanting to get too political, it does sometimes feel there's a bit of conspiracy against men. Terms like manspreading. Obviously, when you're in a work environment, don't take up a ridiculous amount of space that means other people can't work. But you should always be intentional with your body and hold a masculine frame. Stand up tall. Speak with purpose. Look people in the eyes. Shake hands properly. Basics. It's basic stuff. Please and thank yous. It's so basic, it's ridiculous. But it seems to be becoming rarer and rarer. Which is actually only a good thing for people who have good manners. Because the rarer good manners become, the more you'll stand out if you've got good manners. Bad habit number six that can keep men weak is wasting your younger days. Or also referred to as not making hay when the sun shines. It's important to enjoy your 20s and 30s and have fun and go out and party. But your 20s and 30s are the time in your life when you've probably got the two most important resources to success. You've got energy and you've got time. As you get older, you're going to have less energy and you're going to have less time. It's much harder for me now as a 46-year-old married father of three to try and create a podcast and a YouTube channel and hopefully a business from that because of the responsibilities I have. It's a bit of a vicious circle because I have to say, I think to extent, you need life experience in order to succeed because I'm at a stage now that there is a pressure that if I don't go for this, I don't go for my dreams and I don't really push myself and drive myself, then it might never happen. Lots of people succeed their dreams age 46 and older. 
But as you get older, those chances become less and less frequent. So it's really important in your 20s and 30s to start sowing seeds, start learning things. So by sowing seeds, I mean things like maybe set up a pension in your 20s and forget about it. Maybe make some really safe investments in your early 20s and then forget about them. And then when you might find in your 40s, there's suddenly quite a useful sum of money. Or get into habits in your 20s that just become part of who you are. Healthy habits, healthy mindsets. So that actually when you're in your 30s and 40s, it feels strange and not good to not do them. But I've had a lot of false dawns and a lot of false starts. But if you can create a number of habits in your life, then that will help you get to where you want to go. So for example, for me, I have a cold shower every day. I don't want to have a cold shower every day. It's not comfortable. Straight out of my shower, still with my towel wrapped around me, I do my first set of press-ups. I don't want to do it. There's a voice in my brain going, oh, don't do it now, do it later. Then when I make a cup of tea while I'm waiting for the kettle to boil, I do another set of press-ups. Then every time I boil a kettle during the day or have five minutes while I'm waiting for something to download, I do some press-ups. And then after a while, if I make a cup of tea, it feels odd if I don't do some press-ups. Now if I have a shower and don't spend the last two or three minutes with cold water, it feels odd. I feel like I've not achieved something that I can achieve. So in your 20s and 30s, make sure to start planting emotional and physical seeds of who you are. Because not only will this benefit you financially, physically, emotionally later in your life, it's going to make you better for the journey. And don't keep score, just keep planting. Create an opportunity, create a daily habit, move on to the next one. Then you might find that in your 30s and 40s, you've suddenly created this jungle of positive opportunities that's kind of supporting your life. You've created a structure that's so strong and impenetrable that your success isn't luck, it's inevitable. And bad habit number seven that could be keeping you weak is being lazy and unproductive with your time. We all get 24 hours. You can get all the sleep you need and the time. I don't really watch television and haven't really watched television for the past four or five years. Ever since I started the YouTube channel or started creating this podcast, I just found that more interesting. And then after a while, it does take some time need to be patient with it after six months it started to create things i started to getting feedback i started getting views and then that became more interesting than watching netflix and then after a while you'll want to go to bed earlier because you want to get up earlier because you want to do the work and the longer the day goes on the less productive you are the best stuff i ever do or ever write is first thing in the morning if i get up at five and i don't always get up at five Sometimes the alarm goes off and I ignore it and I get up at 5.45 or 6 or 6.15, which is fine. I still get some work done. I maybe don't get as much work done, but I still get some work done. I still move the needle, but that's always the best. The stuff I've written and I read back, I can tell what I've written early in the morning when I'm fresh, when my mind's still, when I'm alone in the house, when the kids haven't woken up. That's the good stuff. And set yourself some goals and make it easy for yourself. If you know what... I want to get up in the morning and do some writing, but if I have that half bottle of wine, I might have a bit of a fuzzy head. Or if I go to bed at midnight, well, I'm not really going to want to get up at five, am I? You've got to be disciplined. It all links together. If you're lazy and unproductive, well, that's on you. It's important to have downtime. It's important to have nights out and have fun, but maybe earn it. People who are massively successful are not going out drinking till midnight. People who are massively successful have not got there by chance. They've had to sacrifice lots of other things, lots of boozy nights out. I'm sure I've heard somewhere that Elon Musk often sleeps in the factory. They've created something so interesting that they want to go to bed early with a clear head. 
so they know they're going to wake up fresh, full of energy to sit down and start creating something really exciting. Start creating a legacy. Start creating something that might take care of them. Start something that might mean that they can retire 10 years early. So just to clarify the seven bad habits that can keep men weak. Number one, looking down on other people. The only time you should ever be looking down on someone is when you're helping them up. Bad habit number two, failing to take responsibility. Be proud of your responsibilities and take full ownership for them. Bad habit number three, running from failure. The more you put yourself in positions where you might have to do something again, or you might not get the result you want first time, the better you will get at that. This is basically managing your ego. If you can actually try and fail, so for example, when I go to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, instead of going, oh, I'm going to try and dodge rolling with that younger guy or that lower belt because I know I'm going to get tapped and then I'm going to feel embarrassed, I seek them out. I'm like, come on, let's do this. And I expect I'm going to lose. And then we go again. And I might lose, but I lose a bit less. Then I go again and I might win. And we go again and we go again and we go again. And after a while, it's a game. I don't care. And every time I do it, I'll lose a little bit less or I'll learn something or I might win. Bad habit number four, submitting to laws that I put on myself because they suit my narrative. By this, I mean saying, oh, I'm not going to enter that jiu-jitsu tournament. I'm 46. I'm too old for that stuff. Where's that written? Who said that? Oh, I'm not going to start that business. I'm 45. No one, no one succeeds when they're 45. Or things like, oh, I'm not going to go and do that course. So 46, I'm too old. My time has passed. Where's that written? You might live for another 40 years. And also, what sort of example is that setting to your children who are looking at you going, hmm, apparently you can't do anything past 46. If you can't do it for yourself, do it for them. If people say, well, why do you keep trying? Why do you keep doing more courses? Why do you keep trying new things? If you can say, well, I've got a responsibility to my children. I've got a responsibility to show them that you just keep trying. Keep trying to learn new things. Don't give up. Keep giving it a go. You might be surprised if you suddenly start changing the narrative and saying, it's my duty to try as many things, even if that means failing at lots because my children are watching me and they're going to follow my example. Bad habit number five, weak body language. This is really basic but really powerful stuff. Good manners are free and they will get you so far in life. Remember people's names, smile, stand up to shake someone's hand, shake someone's hand with intention. Hold a masculine frame. I'm not a particularly tall man at the best of times. For me bending over with my head down, I look like a small, apologetic man. Shoulders back, head up, standing up nice and tall. I look like a man that's got something to say and something to do. Bad habit number six, killing your young days. It's important to have fun in your 20s and 30s, but it's also important to sow some seeds. It's important to put in the work when you've got the time and the energy to do so. It's not impossible to start or fulfill dreams in your 40s. It's just harder. You may have less energy and less time and more responsibilities. If you can start creating good habits, financial habits, emotional habits, physical habits in your 20s that become something you do, that will support you for the rest of your life. And bad habit number seven, being lazy and unproductive with your time. We all only get 24 hours. You can be whatever you want to be. It's just choice. There's no judgment. It's just what's more important to you. Is it more important to binge watch Netflix or try and go to bed a bit earlier with a clear head so that you can get up earlier 
when you've got some energy and sit down and start something. Now that I'm older, married with kids, do I have much more of a clue? Not particularly. What advice would I give to a younger man? Avoid these seven habits if you possibly can. A daily cold shower, take up jujitsu, put a little bit away. Remember please and thank yous, it makes all the difference. And remember to seize that day. I really hope you got something from this podcast. And as I said, I'm trying to create a community that supports men, specifically dads, and specifically dads that struggle with their mental health. If you'd like to support me, please give me a follow. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care and good luck. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. My book, First Time Dad, a 42-week guide to pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website www.dadmindmatters.com.